Welcome to Cycling New South Wales Heritage Commission's historical facts, myths and opinions on the development of the bicycle and the sport. The internet is making the world a small place. Smartphones, video calls, social media have stopped the isolation by distance and new generations are losing their culture passed down by their ancestors as they connect to a new single worldwide culture where all countries seem to like and follow the same interests and they participate in the same activities. Of course then, it's the Heritage Commission's job to preserve and highlight cycling activities that are uniquely Australian before our goals on the international stage force these iconic Australian cycling activities to extension. The big wheel race carnivals are uniquely Australian. They're as Aussie as you can get. In fact, with the Australian car manufacturing closing down, maybe the old jingle should refer to football, meat buys, kangaroos and Aussie wheel races. This podcast briefly looks at New South Wales' premier wheel race, the Clarence Street Cyclery Cup, which appropriately will be held in 2018 on the Saturday before Australia Day. Seriously, would there be a better way to prepare for Australia Day than go to this historic and fair dinkum, full-on, dinky-die, uniquely Aussie sporting event at the Sydney 2000 Olympic Velodrome? There is an earlier podcast that looks at the history and the riders of the Clarence Street Cyclery Cup in the lead-up to Matthew Rice and Carly McCulloch's win in the 2017 men's and women's events. This podcast generally looks at the event itself and the discipline, discussing the Clarence Street Cyclery Cup's connection with the other great wheel races of the world, the Austral and the Sydney Thousand. When it comes to cycling history, there's one Australian cycling relic that stands out as one of the world's most historically significant and treasured events. Melbourne's Austral Wheel Race was first held in, wait for it, 1887. New South Wales Premier Wheel Race Carnival, the Clarence Street Cyclery Cup, was first run in 1983 when a young kid from country New South Wales, Craig Milton, kicked off his career and put his name in the history books. Clearly then, the Clarence Street Cup event cannot rival the Austral for pure history. But to be honest, there's not probably an event in the world that can. However, before we start bowing to the Victorians, it's worth noting that 115 years ago, there was a massive wheel race carnival in Sydney that surpassed the Austral as the world's biggest and richest wheel race carnivals. And amazingly, the Clarence Handicap was a part of it. The Daily Telegraph in January 1903 reported the Sydney Thousand Wheel Race offered the richest prize for a cycle race in any part of the world. It also went on to say, up to present, the Austral Wheel Race has enjoyed the distinction of being the biggest handicapped cycle race in the world, but the Sydney Thousand, with double the amount of prize money devoted to it, puts the Melbourne event badly into the shade. 
It concluded also that the Austral draws an entry of over 170 riders per year, but he was anticipated that the Sydney 1000 will entice hundreds of competitors from all parts of Australia. In actual fact, cyclists would come from all over the world, including superstars such as American Major Taylor. Fans filling the Sydney cricket ground to watch the final night of the carnival, which not only included the final of the 1903 Sydney 1000, but also in an amazing historical twist, the 1903 Clarence handicap. Here is legendary New South Wales cycling promoter John Scott talking about the world's greatest ever wheel race carnival. goes back to 1903, right? Yep. Where Judy McIntosh is the greatest promoter and entrepreneur Australia's ever had. And and McIntosh was a, a bike rider. Uh, then he became Secretary of the League of Wheelmen and then Secretary General. And uh, But he came up with the idea to establish a track race in Sydney that would be the richest in the world. So he came up with a race over one mile at the Sydney Cricket Ground worth £750 to win, which was £350 more than his adversary in Melbourne, John Wren, who was another flamboyant entrepreneur and uh, theatrical uh, promoter, had established in Melbourne called the Austral. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's where the Sydney Thousand was born, at the, at the Sydney Cricket Ground 1903 in front of 30,000 spectators. It continued, uh, but uh, skullduggery and collusion between bike riders uh, uh, brought, brought about the demise of it, and uh, by about 1909 or something it was gone, uh, as the prestige cycling in New South Wales. And uh, when I took up the mantle of uh, promoting cycling in the in the mid '60s, and then uh, and then when Camperdown Velodrome was built, uh, which was an integral part of the building of it, the uh, I was looking for something to uh, bring back an iconic race to Sydney. And in 1976, we re-established the Sydney Thousand, and it remained. Uh, as the prestige handicap carnival uh, in New South Wales until 1985. The complete history of the Sydney Thousand will be covered in a separate podcast, but the winner of the inaugural two, uh, 1903 event was American N.C. Hopper, holding off a fast finish from Victorian national champion Don Walker. The 1903 Clarence wheel race was won by Victorian G.J. Farley. As John Scott explained, Hugh D. McIntosh would drop the Sydney Thousand due to problems controlling the riders. It's an amazing story. However, Scott would reintroduced the Sydney Thousand in the mid-70s, bringing USA champion Nelson Vales to Australia in the 80s. This built great hype for the track carnivals and created the ideal start to Tony Cook's Clarence Street Cyclery Wheel Race in 1983. 
The amalgamation of the pros and the amateurs saw the continued growth of the Clarence Street Cyclery Cup into the premier track promotion in New South Wales, and it's become the longest-running track event supported by a single sponsor. Wheel races continue to be a part of the track program across Australia, with women and junior events introduced to the Austral and Clarence Street Cup program. Although this podcast has built a rivalry between the Sydney and Melbourne events, both the Clarence Street and Austral are actually targeted by the same riders, with a large number of riders winning both events in the same year. Wheel race superstar Steve Pate captured the Austral Clarence Street Cyclery double in 1993-94. In fact, he won the Austral in 88, 91, 93 and 99. Another top-class wheel race rider, Ben Kirsten, took the Clarence Street Cyclery Cup and Austral double in 2005, with Ben backing up for another Clarence Street win in 2006. J.L. Rathbone won the Clarence Street Cyclery Cup in 2007 and then he won the Austral Clarence Street Double in 2008. While more recently Mitch Bullen won the double, taking both races in 2015-16. This year young Illawarra star Zach Marshall is aiming at the double after winning the Austral before Christmas. It would certainly be a popular win given Marshall rode in both Wagga and Bathurst as a junior. He also finished second in the Austral to Penrith Stephen Cuff in the 2016-17 event. Cuff himself not far from taking the double that year when he finished fourth in the Clarence Street Cup after his Austral win. Another rider with a great pedigree in the two races is Nicolaris, who was on the podium in the Austral in 2014-15 with Cameron Scott, then backed it up with a win in the 2014 Clarence Street Cyclery Cup. It should be mentioned that no female rider has ever won the old format Austral or Clarence Street Cyclery Cups. Even after the creation of the standalone female events, no rider has ever won the big Melbourne-Sydney women's wheel race double. So although there's plenty of debate on splitting the events into separate male and female races, the lack of any females in Australia's great cycling race honour rolls is a major reason for the introduction of the standalone women's events. Someone that's been in the pits and in the grandstands for the first all-female Clarence Street Cyclery Cups is Karen Windsor. Well, I think that if you asked a lot of the women, they actually enjoy racing against the men, but to actually give them their own opportunity, because we have some great women racing, uh, past and present, to give them the opportunity to have... um, these races and that to go down in history as winning these races is wonderful. But I, I know that watching them over the years, they certainly have wonderful skills and they can hold their own. Uh, you were there when um, Natalie Grise, who was Australian junior champion, had a fall. Uh, it was a horrifying thing to uh, watch watch those falls. Unfortunately, yes, we were at Tempe. That that was at Tempe that year, and um, Nat certainly had wonderful skills and can hold her her own against the men but unfortunately in turn three coming into the finish things got a little bit tied up the top and squeezed and she had a a nasty fall but Nat bounced back after heading off to hospital and um, had a very positive attitude towards 
you know, racing against the men again. Once again, I think it's great that that we give our women the credit due um, as they are wonderful, you know, fantastic riders. And sometimes they, in previous years, they've got lost in the system a little bit. So I think, you know, to give them their up this opportunity is fantastic. Thank Nicola and Laura Batkin will be attempting to win their second Clarence Street Cups in 2018 and equal the record of Ashley Akudinoff and Carly McCulloch. Karen keen to point out that other scratch markers in the female race, such as uh, Rochelle Gilmore and inaugural winner Rebecca Ellis, who defeated Jessie McLean, Eve Hood, Lisa Fletcher and Jess Armstrong in 2003, have been unlucky not to win two Clarence Street Cups themselves. Well, I think the next year they... Um, once they did the marks that they really hit Rebecca Ellis hard off scratch and uh, she had a lot of chasing to do but she managed to get into fifth place with Lucy Stewart winning that year off 55, Eve Hood again Eve Eve was a good uh, wheel race rider that would get a good mark and she would just hang on there and then one of our local girls Theresa Ryan, um, uh, Hayley Wright and then like I said Rebecca Ellis coming fifth In closing, the 2018 Clarence Street Cyclery Cup will provide a great opportunity to see young stars such as Austral winner Zach Marshall and last year's winner and Austral runner-up Matthew Rice attempt to make history. However, don't miss the opportunity to see one of Australia's greatest ever cyclists in Keith Oliver. Of course, Keith has finished on the podium in both the Austral and Clarence Street Cups and fingers crossed he'll be there again in the 2018 Clarence Street Cyclery Wheel Race Carnival. (laughs) 